Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. I wish somebody would just say Jesus. I wish somebody would just say Jesus. He is here tonight. He is here tonight. Break every strong. Thank you for leading us in the presence of the Lord tonight. It's been good. I feel him in this house. One old boy told me one time, he said, I brought two guys to church for me tonight. And I said, who's that? He said, Jim and Jam. I said, who is Jim and Jam? He said, Jesus in me and Jesus and me. So I've got Jim and Jam with me today. If you're in a jam, i got some good news for you. Jam is here to bail you out of your situation. If you have your Bibles tonight, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 15. While you're turning there, I'd just say, echo what the pastor has already said. Uh, Brother Laughlin was uh, thanking the pastors that are here, and I thank all of you as well. I, I thank some of the people in this room tonight were some of the dearest friends that I had and have in Mississippi. Tommy Havard and Patricia Pratt and Clint Anderson and William Golden. These people have been really, really, really good friends to me and my family, and I appreciate them so very much. And uh, that was my Avery, for those of you that were wondering. Avery was up here with them tonight. She was, she went through that storm with us. Yeah. That little girl's been through a lot, and God has been favoring her, and she is just amazing what the Lord is doing in her life. And uh, I, I would tell you that she's single, but I don't care that she ever gets married. She can live with us the rest of her life if she wants to. Because we've got two that are married now, and I have a grandbaby. I have a granddaughter, and for the first time, we, are, uh, we turned 50 years old a couple of months back, and now we're just coasting in life. We're just kind of like some of y'all. Brother Pratt told me he's 37. I thought to myself, what did he just say? And he said, he's 37. He said, just turn it backwards and you'll get my age. Amen. And turn mine backwards. I'm five. Amen. But it is so good to see you tonight in the Lord's house. Thank you, Brother Laughlin, for having me uh, this weekend. This morning was really a unique service, uh, and it was powerful uh, what God did here this morning. If you weren't here, uh, I, I really uh, don't know what to tell you other than it was just one of those moves of God where you just had to be here. You can't explain it. It was just powerful. It's been a long time since I've seen people run to the altar, but I saw that today. Amen. I, I, I believe it's about to happen all across America. God is about to do some neat things. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 15. 
for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, rebound, resound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man may perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is just for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. They are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. May God add his blessing to his word today. I can preach all night from this text, but I'll spare you and I won't do that tonight. I, I, I want to just share just briefly with us just a thought that the Lord gave me a few months ago. Well, it's been longer than a few months ago, but it's just been since last week that I put it in writing and I begin to pen what the Lord was saying to me. Uh, and, and, and it's sermon prep has been a lot different now. I just sit down and start writing and God just starts speaking. And he said three words to me, hang in there. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. He spoke three little simple words into my spirit, and I started doing a little research on that phrase, just hang in there. Have you ever been to a rodeo? If you haven't, you need to go to a rodeo. I, I invite you to go to my home state in Texas and go to the Fort Worth Stockyards on a Saturday night and watch the cows cross the middle of the street before this rodeo starts. There's nothing like going to a rodeo and watching the bull riders ride the bulls. When you get there, you, perhaps you'll agree with me that bull riding is one of the most exciting sports there is. If you're flipping through the channels and on that, uh, whatever that channel is on, I can't think of the name of that channel, the cowboy channel, whatever that is. I, I don't have it on YouTube TV, so I don't know what it is anymore. But I, I can tell you that, that as I scrolled through the channels used to on DirecTV, they had this channel that was on there, and you could watch bull riding. And I, I love to watch bull riding. When you go to the rodeo, bull riding is the last event of the evening. It's the thing that is the last most wanted item of the night. And bull riding is something that this bull rider gets in this stall of this place that's probably a 10 by 10 or maybe a 14 by 14. I don't know. It's not very big. And the bull is about as big as the stall. And they sit the bull rider up on top of the bull. And the bull rider puts his hand underneath one for the rope and hangs on to the rope and throws his other hand up in the air and just about the time he is about to nod his head and let them know he's ready to go, that's how they go out, you know. They nod their head and they say, yay, send me on out. And they nod their head and when they nod their head, something happens. There's a dude in that place that says, hey buddy, hang in there. I got some good news for you today. The rider grips the bull rope with one hand, holds up that other hand high, and the crowd of the spectators are saying the same things. I, too, have been in the arena and heard them say, 
Hang in there, man. Hang in there. You're going to make it. You just hang in there just a few seconds longer. And as the rider puts forth his best effort to become the master of the eight-second challenge, it takes more than desire and encouragement from the spectators, however, for this man or woman to get on this bull and to be fighting it for eight seconds and to come out on the right side of the bull. I can tell you that life is a whole lot like bull riding. Oh, help me, Jesus. I said, life is a whole lot like, I, I love to have Mama Pratt and Brother uh, Golden with me in their churches. I, I'd just soon go to their church and preach, and I wouldn't care if there's four or five of us there. I'd just soon go there and preach as anywhere in the world because they make me feel like there's a thousand people in the building. Some of you have looked like you got your lips stuck out like a back porch tonight. I wish you'd get some help and let God help you today. I have found that life can be a lot like bull riding, but one huge difference is, is though, is that it's more than it's more than merely an eight-second challenge in this thing we call life. Life can buck you. Life can buck you for a day. It can buck you for a week. It can buck you for a month. It can buck you for two months. And if you're like me, it can buck you for years. Are y'all still with me? But I've just stopped by to tell somebody just all you got to do is just hang in there. I wish you'd touch your neighbor right now and tell him hang in there. Perhaps there's no one more qualified to teach us how to hang in there than this man called Paul. Paul endured some of the greatest hardships for a Christian that life could conjure up. Both the Jews and the Gentiles hated him. Let me break that down. The black folk and the white folk hated him. Everybody hated him. The poor and the rich, they all hated him. He was misunderstood and attacked by other Christian people. You ever been there? He was shipwrecked three times. He was beaten 39 times, six times. He was stoned and left for dead three times. That bull was bucking the Apostle Paul. But I got some good news for you. When the horn blew, when the horn blew, henceforth I have laid up for you a crown of righteousness that fadeth not away. Hey! I want to tell somebody in this house today that there is nothing that you're going through that has caught God off guard or by surprise. He's not wringing his hands in the corner somewhere saying, what are we going to do? In fact, it's right the opposite. He's pulling at the coattail of the Father, and he's interceding for you, and he's interceding for me. Paul learned the secrets of how not to get thrown off the bull, and we're going to learn from his secrets what they are. In the first verse of chapter number 4 of 2 Corinthians, Paul simply says, we faint not. Yeah. We faint not. I got to looking at that from several different translations. I'm going to stay real close to this because I want, to, I want you to get what God's got. Amen. Not what Chris has got, but what God's got. The Amplified, listen to what the Amplified says when it says we faint not. It says, we do not get discouraged, spiritless, and despondent with fear. Or become faint with weariness and exhaustion. The new translation says, the new living translation says, we never give up. 
The NIV says we do not lose heart. Watch what the message says. And sometimes it's really dicey as if it's correct or not, but I like it. I think it's pretty good right here. The message says we're not about to throw up our hands and walk off the situation just because we run into occasional hard time. I'm not about to throw up my hands in the air. I'm not about to say, okay, you win, devil. I'm going to keep on hanging in there. Because just around the corner, there's going to be a sun arise. And joy is going to come in the morning. Weeping may happen for a season. But joy is coming in the morning. I said weeping may happen for a season. It may be dark at your house tonight, but the light of Jesus is about to shine and the glory of God is about to come. I need somebody. You're already doing it. But I need somebody to help me right now. I'm preaching to somebody today who's just settled down on the back of a bull called hard times. Yeah. And life, it needs to understand today that fear is not going to be the weapon that takes you out. You need to understand you just got to hang in there. Somebody needs to hear me tonight. Don't you get discouraged. Don't you quit now. Don't you give up. Don't you lose heart. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm in my 60s and 70s now. I'm done. Let the young people take, oh, no, 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 no. Just hang in there. God is on your side. And no weapon that has been formed against you will prosper. The enemy has come in like a flood, but God is raising up a standard against him even as we speak right now. God is on your side. I look to my backside of me, and I got news for you. I got some folk following me tonight. I got some folks that follow me everywhere I go. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He didn't say Moody is my shepherd. He didn't say Osteen is my shepherd. He didn't say Jake's is my shepherd. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me right in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely, watch this, watch this. Surely what? Surely, goodness and will follow me. Somebody's following me tonight. Somebody done followed me to Starkville tonight. Goodness and mercy has followed me to the house of the Lord tonight. Oh, y'all can preach that at home. Just act like the two or three that are with you tonight. Y'all just act like you never heard it before and say, man, that's good preaching. The first secret to hanging in there is serving without notoriety. 
Oh, help me, Jesus. You've all heard the saying, we've made idols out of titles. Mm. People are with you as long as you give them a title. Oh, help me, Jesus. Nobody wants to be a servant anymore. They want a title. The motivation for service is God's love and mercy. That's what the Scripture said in 2 Corinthians 4 and 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry... As we've received mercy, we faint not. That was before we faint not. We have a ministry to take care of. We have a ministry. The today's English version says, God in his mercy has given us work to do. Listen, we don't serve because we're commanded to serve. We serve because we get to serve. Oh, help me, Lord. We don't serve because we're commanded to serve. I serve because I get to serve. It's a privilege to stand behind this podium tonight and to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm honored to be here. If you had been where I had been and you were able to preach like I'm preaching now, you'd say there ain't no way he'll ever make it out of that hole that he's in. But oh, but God, but God, but God. Just in the nick of time. I was hanging on to hang on. The bull was bucking to buck no end. But thank God he found me. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. We preach not ourselves, but rather a servant focuses on the one they serve. We don't preach it for ourselves. We don't, we don't do this thing to get glory on our own account. The job of a servant is to make the one they are serving look good. Woo. That's why we got no servants in church. You're supposed to serve the man of God and the woman of God. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm just going to preach now. Hallelujah. I'm leaving. I'm getting in my car and going to Cleveland right after church. We've got too many people that don't want to serve the man and woman of God. Hello. They'll get around singing Sally and singing Sally and start singing about how bad the preaching was Sunday. And that servant that's supposed to be serving says, boy, you know, I was thinking the same thing myself. Y'all still with me? Prophesying Paul goes to dinner with Eddie Elder, and Eddie Elder looks at that music. I'm going home. Hallelujah. You've already taken the offering. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Prophesying Paul and Eddie Elder get to talking and they go back and forth and they start talking as bad as they can about the church. There is no wonder our children do not go to church with us because all we do is talk bad about it. Well, help me, Jesus. Service. The goal of a servant is to hear the minister, the, the, the master, the goal of the servant is to hear the master say, you did a good job. Or in Jesus' terms, well done. Hmm. Let me ask you this evening, what's more important? I wish I had something to illustrate this with because this is rich, and I, I, I've got three little points to go with it, and I'm fixing to be done in just a little bit. But the, what, what's more important, the container or the contents of the container? Y'all can preach this. I'm telling you right now, this, this is rich. 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 What's more important, the container or the contents of the container? The container is you and me for God in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Hmm. Earthen vessels. 
Life's self-worth does not come from talents or abilities. It comes from the treasure you carry within you. We're entrusted with the most precious treasure the world has ever known, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost. I'm scared to death of the Holy Ghost in the church today. The Holy Ghost. We don't say Holy Ghost, we say Holy Spirit because we're afraid to upset some people because they don't know what the Holy Ghost is. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, same thing, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's just something powerful when you say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is inside of you. I submit to you the times you become most discouraged or the times when you allow yourself to focus on your uncomely container instead of the treasure that it contains. More concerned about your container, about your image, about who you are than what's going on on the inside of you. In other words, you focus on yourself rather than on the light of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, you're going to become discouraged and you're going to become disappointed. And thankfully, watch this now. This is a good point. Thankfully, the treasure is not contained in us. The treasure contained in us is not diminished one bit by the condition or the appearance of the container. Daddy, do you, do you, do you I'll give it back to you. Do you got a hundred dollar bill? What'd he say? Probably. Probably. I know he does. The offering probably not going to be too good, so he just give me a hundred dollars. Hallelujah. Clint, this is a hundred dollar bill. You agree? Hold it. Now, what to you? What 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 about that hundred dollar bill is different than any hundred dollar bill you've ever seen? Nothing. Nothing. Just squanch it up. <laughs> that's not the way I want it, but go ahead. Yeah, that's what I want you to do. I, he, I'll give it back to him. He, trust me. Trust me. Put that, put that $100 bill out on the ground. Now, we've got a $100 bill out here that I'm stepping on. Are y'all still with me? But it does not change the value. Come on. That's right. It does not change the value of this $100 bill. I can step on it. I'm not going to because I'm going to give it back to him. I could spit on it. I could cuss on it. I could do all kinds of things to it that I'm not going to do to it. But I can tell you right now, you can do whatever you want to do to this $100 bill. But at the end of the day, if I put this $100 bill just like it is on this altar right here, I can guarantee you there are college students in this building, and I'll guarantee you that that $100 bill wouldn't stay on that altar. Because the value of the $100 bills is still it's a $100 bill. I got news for somebody today. I'm a born-again child of the living God, and my name's been written down in glory, and I'm a blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled, tongue-talking preacher that believes in the power of God and that still believes that God can do anything, and I'm valuable to Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Parker, come get Pap's $100 bill, and you can keep it if you want to. Listen, we may, be, we may have been married and stained by sin, but it does not lessen the value of the treasure that you carry. 
It's not about who you used to be. It's not about the alcoholic that you were or the drug addict that you were. It's about the man that you serve now in Jesus Christ's name. It's about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We are about to understand today that all we've got to do is just hang. Mm. Secret number two, I've got to hurry. You've got to surmount the insurmountable. If you're going to just hang in there, you're going to have to surmount the insurmountable. First, 2 Corinthians 4, everybody knows this verse. Verse number 8, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. If Paul had focused on the challenges of the ministry, he would have been overwhelmed. Instead, he focused on God's power to carry him through those challenging times, realizing that his own abilities were woefully inadequate. No doubt we're pressed on every side by trouble, but we are not crushed. No doubt we're perplexed, but we have not been left to die. We are humbled down, but never abandoned by God. We've been knocked down, but we're not been destroyed. There are some, the three pipelines through which God throw, flows the Holy Spirit to us. Praise, prayer, and proclamation. I don't have time to unpack all of those. Y'all do that yourself. But understand with me today, God's pipeline is going to happen. If you're going to hang in there, there's a pipeline by which you're going to have to follow. And that line is praise. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care how difficult the situation may become. I don't care how hard it is with your children or your grandchildren or with your family or with your wife or with your church or whatever you're going through. I've got some good news to bring to you today, and that is that God is still alive and well and on your side. Finally, the third and final secret to hanging in there is see the unseen. When you're at your lowest, see yourself at your highest. When you're at the bottom of the barrel, see yourself at the top pouring the water in. You see, we have to understand for our light affliction, watch this, same text, 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not on the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Huh. Here we come, the runway, we're coming down it right now. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Yeah. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things. Hold to God's unchanging Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You got a hole. You got a hole. You're bucking like you're on the back of a bull. You're bucking every which direction, but you got a hole to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things eternal. Oh, 
I'm going to a city. There'll be no more night. I'm looking for the things unseen. I'm going to a city where Jesus is the light. The trumpet's going to sound and I'll be called away. I'm going to a city someday. Ooh. We used to sing that in the choir at Old South Cleveland Church of God, and I'm telling you right now, there was no boy sang that song, and he sang the second verse, and it went something like this. There'll be no more crying when I get up there. No more sadness, no more burdens to bear. I'm going to see my loved ones who've gone on before. But best of all, I'm going to see Jesus who reigns forevermore. I'm going to a city. Hallelujah. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Sing it now. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to see the King. Oh, the land of cloudless day. Oh, the land of an unclouded sky. Are y'all still with me today? I'm going somewhere. I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home. Why? The Lord has Woo! Goodness. I feel like on home. I feel yeah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel like traveling home. I feel like traveling home. My heavenly home is. Stand with me. Had no idea it was going to end like that. That's a good way to end. This brother in the middle back here a while ago told me, he said, it's a good if you don't sing, if you can't sing at least one red back hymnal, you can't make it to heaven. I said, amen to that. I was thinking more like 20. Listen, there's some people here tonight. They'll come to the music right now if they don't mind to come to the music. There's some people here tonight that are hanging in for the, they're hanging on for the life, the, the very life. There's some people here tonight that are hanging in there just going through motions, but you're hanging in there. In fact, when people ask you how you're doing, you tell them, I'm hanging in there. That's a good thing. Because even though the buck is bucking, the bull is bucking, the buck is bucking, the bull is bucking. Even though the bull is bucking, you're still hanging on. Keep hanging in there. Because Canaan's land is just inside. We're about to leave this earth. 
you and I are about to leave this place in the moment and the twinkling of an eye. But if you're here tonight and you would say to me tonight and say to the Lord, I'm just hanging in there. I'm, hang, I'm just barely hanging on, but I'm hanging in there. If that is you, I want you just to get out of your seat and just come to this front. Even if you came this morning, I want you to come tonight. If that is you and you're just hanging in there, you're barely hanging in there, just step out of your seat right now in Jesus' name. Come to this front, and we're going to pray for you. Come on, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just I'm hanging in there, just, just hanging in there. Anybody else? Sing something, y'all. Sing something. And we're going to wait just a more moment or two for someone else to move. That you're struggling and you need God's help. I want you just to step out of your seat. Don't worry about what people are going to say. I don't care if you've been in church. You may be one of these pastors here tonight. But I want to tell you right now, just hang in there. The joy of the Lord's about to come. The strength of God is about to come upon you. In Jesus' name. Come on out of your seat in Jesus' name. Come to this front. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at StarkvilleCOG.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.